Welcome to Engineering Influence, a podcast from the American Council of uh, Engineering Companies, sponsored by HDR. And we're coming to you from our 2022 annual fall conference in beautiful Colorado. And we're at a kind of a serendipitous moment here because we're having our fall conference uh, just days before the 50th anniversary of the Brooks Act, which made qualifications-based selection federal law. And to help us celebrate, we were able to actually have uh, the son of Congressman Jack Brooks join us at the event uh, to make a presentation and to talk about the impact the Brooks Act has had and the legacy of his father's work in Congress. Um, As a former congressional staffer, I know very well the footprint that a member of Congress can make, especially a member who has been as as accomplished as Jack Brooks, uh, the massive amount of materials that they end out their terms with and the challenge of maintaining all of those documents. Um, and and you were able to kind of encapsulate what you're looking at doing. Uh, you are also president and CEO and um, of, um, of the Jack Brooks Foundation. Um, so you're able to talk about QBS and then also the foundation's work. So uh, Jeb, um, Jeb Brooks, of course, uh, son of Congressman Jack Brooks, joined us on the program today. And, and Jeb, welcome to the show. Well, thank you so much for having me. And first, I want to thank the ACEC for uh, for inviting us to this event and for the opportunity to share the the work of uh, Congressman Jack Brooks, my father, and also I think an act that is very important to the country. Yeah. And we're also grateful for the ACEC for continuing to support this this legislation. Well, I mean, QBS is is critically important because it is the main probably weapon in the arsenal to fight against the commoditization of engineering. And I think that the quote from your father that you read during the presentation that you gave, talking about the fact that the American people should benefit from the highest quality of engineering services possible, and that is the federal government's role to ensure that that is the case. That kind of encapsulates QBS. And also is why we really just fight for engineering being treated as not a product, but as a service, as something which is um, requires more thought, requires more time, and is, is, is more personalized than just a product or a cog in a machine. I think you're exactly right. One thing that I really wanted to press in my time here is that QBS saves lives. Yeah. It's more than money or schedules. The people of this country deserve the best quality engineering and architectural services uh, that can be properly procured. Mm -hmm. Every American citizen wants to live and work in buildings and cross bridges and drive on roads that they know are going to be safe and secure for themselves and their families. QBS is the foundation that allows the construction that goes on in this country to achieve those high standards. And I think it's something that we should continue to do. Yeah. And, and we are hundred uh, percent in agreement with that. And, and thankfully, um, you know, uh, there are a lot, of course, the federal government is controlling law and the majority of states do have that as, as they follow QBS. There are some states, unfortunately, that don't have uh, as strict a, a appliance to QBS as others. We're, we're working on that to make sure that it is, uh, it is uh, a uniform, but you're right. I mean, it does save lives. We are talking about um, the procurement of of uh, and the use of scarce taxpayer dollars for the engineering design and construction of 
the transportation networks and the, and the physical infrastructure that keeps us safe, keeps us mobile and maintains our economy. So it is a no small thing, um, you know, something which is just a, an ancillary point uh, in public policy. Absolutely. You often hear about the, the coffee table conversations people have about comparing their home budget to the national expenditure. Everyone wants to maximize the dollars that they spend. Mm -hmm. And I believe that QBS helps to ensure that we get proper services at proper prices and not a race to the bottom, which can be dangerous mm -hmm. for all of us. Yeah. I mean, and, and I think that the, the, the reasoning behind that bill and then, then that law kind of underscores the way that your father kind of viewed public policy. Absolutely. One other thing to mention about the Brooks Act of 1972 is that it doesn't favor one group over another. In fact, it levels the playing field. Both small and large companies can compete on their qualifications. And that allows for the best company to be associated with the most appropriate project for their qualifications. And again, thereby ensuring that the American people receive the best quality engineering services that this government can procure. Yeah. So let's talk about the foundation a little bit, because, you know, one of the things that uh, your father left was a, uh, a, a, a treasure trove of not just the legislative accomplishments he had, but then all the supporting documents that go along with that, all the memos, all of the policy documents, uh, everything that comes from a term in Washington in, in, as, a in, as a member of Congress. And I can tell you from personal experience, it's a lot. There is a lot of documentation that comes along with that. And you're taking uh, really the, the, the step of making that available, digitizing it, and uh, creating a repository so that material can be used for future policy, future study. Tell us a little bit more about the work that the foundation is doing. I was surprised to learn that in my father's 42 years in Congress, he produced over 1.5 million pages <laughs> yeah. of legislation and other Im important documents, um, as well as over 1,300 actual, piece, uh, actual laws. Mm -hmm. um, it was languishing in paper form. Yeah. A lot of the work that dad did, keep in mind his time, he came into Congress shortly after World War II. He was involved with LBJ mm -hmm. in the Great Society programs. He fought both Democrats and Republicans when they wanted to do something that wasn't right for the country. And the legislation that he crafted I believe, as QBS is, quality legislation that works for the country. Yeah. Um, and it is that example and that collection of paperwork that I think should be available, well, to all Americans, but certainly to historians, politicians, and other academics, because I think QBS, for instance, has lasted for 50 years. The legislation that was produced out of his office offers a great example of quality, balanced public policy. 
And I think that it's an important thing to make that available, especially today. And, you know, the time where your father served, right? It, in no ways can you consider that devoid of partisan rancor, right? But there was this, not to be nostalgic, but there was a feeling that even though you might be from a different party, the fight was mainly on policy and it wasn't personal. It was that you wanted to come out with the best legislative result for the country. You wanted to represent your constituents and you had your regional concerns, but it wasn't as personal or, or just hyper-partisan. And having that ability, that lens to that period of time to be able to look back from a historical and maybe even just from a you know, future legislative standpoint is important. It certainly is. Let's remember, Washington was a little bit of a different place back when my father was serving. You could fight like heck on the floor of the house during the day. But at night, you'd go and have a beverage together. Yeah. A lot of people have a different interpretation of the word cooperation. Mm -hmm. But cooperation leads to balanced yeah. legislation. The two parties can work together. This country can solve its problems. Yeah. Um, and a little bit of communication, a little bit of balance in the way we produce public policy today, I think would help a lot. I also believe that my father's papers uh, serve as an example of the way that balanced public policy can be created. And if you'll grant me one more second, Absolutely. I do have to uh, talk a little bit about the Briscoe Center at the mm -hmm. University of Texas at Austin. It is the premier repository for American historical documents, the largest congressional repository outside of Washington, Washington D.C. itself. And they have a wonderful platform uh, for searching uh, these, these properly um, uh, digitized documents so that they can be commonly available the way yeah. everything is on the internet these days. Well, it's, and that's great. You know, we're, we're having our next fall conference in Austin, Texas. So it's a, it, the theme continues and carries on through our event. Um, but it, yeah, it, it was great, I think, to be able to have that moment um, yesterday at our opening general session and being able to talk about the fact that, you know, we're still fighting the fight to keep QBS active, alive, and healthy, and thriving, especially among the states, and then to be able to celebrate the 50th anniversary of the Brooks Act. And then, of course, we'll be featuring um, the legacy of Jack Brooks in our upcoming edition of uh, our magazine, Engineering uh, Inc., uh, which will be coming out very shortly. And, um, you know, we're, we're looking forward to uh, uh, continuing to, to work with the Jack Brooks Foundation with you and, and, and keeping uh, the spirit of the bill alive and, and, and that of your father. And I really do appreciate you taking some time today. Thank you very much again. Um, just want to say I believe these articles can add some context to what would otherwise be a dry legal text. Yeah. And in that way, we hope to continue to support great uh, uh, institutions like ACEC uh, in preserving that which is good in American policy today. Fantastic. And for anyone who's interested, go to www.jackbrooksfoundation.org to learn more about the man Jack Brooks, the foundation, his legacy, and the work that he did uh, for America. And uh, Jeb, thank you very much for being with us. Thank you so much. And thank you to the ACEC for having us here.
very, very welcome, and we really appreciate it. And again, this has been an edition of Engineering Influence, a podcast from the American Council of Engineering Companies, and we'll see you next time.